Hey everyone, it's your host Teresa. We have all faced challenges in our lives. It could be our jobs, school, relationships, our insecurities, or just life in general. I got to speak with business owner Rachel Liverman, who discusses her challenges and how she tackled them while starting her company, Globar. Now, you may be wondering what is Globar. Keep listening to find out. Welcome back to Tea Time with Tea. I'm your host, Teresa, and today we have on the podcast my guest, Rachel Liverman. And I said that right. Mm-hmm, you did. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out for doing our podcast. Of course. I'm so happy to be here and share everything about Globar with you guys. I'm so excited to hear about Globar and your journey into the beauty industry yeah. and how you guys started. But first, before we jump into Globar, Mm -hmm. what led you to the beauty industry? Yeah, great question. I'm really lucky to have a really good story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My grandmother actually pioneered skincare in the United States. So my grandmother opened the first accredited aesthetic school in Boston called Katherine Hines. So cool. Um, Yeah, very cool. Um, My mom owns it today. So I'm a third generation esthetician actually and have been in beauty. So I've been around it my whole life. And then when I was looking for jobs out of college, I was working in fashion for a couple of years and was like, you know what? Beauty is so fun. It's always changing. It's like that little treat to yourself that you can, you know, buy whenever you're kind of looking for a pick-me-up. And so I started working at Birchbox. I was one of the first employees there um, and had the best experience, was there for four years and went on to work for a couple other brands and have just been obsessed with the beauty industry since. Did your grandma like ever tried like beauty products out on you? Like, come here, Rachel, let's see how this works. Yes, exactly. I actually remember my mom like waxing my legs at like eight years old like they were always like testing stuff on me and I always my mom always jokes that I said to her when I was younger probably like 15 like I've been using eye cream since I'm 15 so I'm never gonna get any wrinkles and now being a little over 30 I have wrinkles and I'm like and fine lines and I'm like oh my god like it didn't work and my mom is always like I told you like you needed to do more than just that um but yeah I've been a guinea pig my whole life. What's the perfect beauty secret that your grandma and your mom has given you? Yeah. I mean, so the the big secret is genetics, I believe. Um, we all are, like, predisposed to different things. So I feel very fortunate that I was, like, I have good genes. My grandmother looks 50. My mom looks 35. It's just, like, comes with our genetic package. But I think the secret is, like, truly, like, hydrating and, like, water. Like, I think, like, in the most, like, pure form, if you are hydrated and drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, eating well, your skin is a reflection of what you put in it. Um, So I think that's basically the biggest treat. I feel like hydrating, it's key to really good skin. Yeah. Also, the gene thing that you said, everyone that I've met always say, like, how old are you? And I'm like... Yeah, you look 12. 
Yeah. You're so lucky. <laughs> I think every woman in this world wants to look like you. Um, so you're very fortunate. I'm very fortunate. Well, hydration also, like the best way I ever, I don't know who described it to me like this, but basically, you know how like a grape, you take a grape that you eat and it's like juicy and plump and like yummy and it's got so much juice inside. When that dehydrates, it turns into a raisin, which right. has wrinkles. And that's almost the equivalent of what your skin does as you get older because you produce less collagen. So what you can do every single day at any time of the day is help your skin by just drinking that water to stay as plump and juicy as possible. That is so crazy. I've never looked at it that yeah, way. You don't want to be raisins. I don't Avoid want to be being a raisin. <laughs> I should actually name like a skincare product like the anti-raisin anti look or something. Yeah, I'll work on that. Yes, that's hilarious. So we're not going to be raisins. And yeah. speaking of not being raisins and you starting Glowbar, what were your challenges while like transitioning to starting your own company yeah. after working for somewhere for so long? Yeah, I think that's the best question you can ask because I think I actually found myself in the years before now so like the past probably like five years doing a lot of work on myself and um, facing challenges um, that mainly revolved around me like insecurities just as like a woman but also I think just a person living in New York wanting to be uber successful and be um, a part of this ethos that we live in that is like so successful and so competitive and full of success stories and like businesses that have flourished and I think I dealt a lot with insecurities related to like am I smart enough am I capable enough like is that what I could be and really like coming to terms with the confident side of myself and like kind of like tackling those like constant thoughts that would go through my head and like figuring out like why I thought that way so one of the biggest challenges that I really faced um, was really tackling like insecurities that came up. And I think one of the things that a lot of women face and just people in general in New York City face is something called the imposter syndrome of like pretending to like, like I was like, am I just pretending to know what I'm supposed to be doing at work or pretending to be successful or pretending to be worthy of this job that I have or even one day being an entrepreneur? And I really had to like sit down and be like, okay, I have to like do some work on myself. And I think that was like the biggest challenge of being really comfortable being my authentic self and being like, I am actually smart enough. I'm worthy enough of having this job and our future company that I own. But I also don't know everything and I don't know the answers to everything and getting really comfortable with that was my biggest challenge of being like, okay, if I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to have to get really comfortable asking for help and being vulnerable. And that like was just something that I worked on for probably like two years before I left my previous company, which I loved and adored Beauty Blender. But um, there I really kind of used it as a practice to be like, comfortable with not knowing what I needed to do every second of the day and looking to mentors for the answers there. And also admitting when I was either nervous, anxious, sad, confused, um, and just being really authentic with myself and genuine and showing up every day, that genuine self. Besides like having mentors and realizing yeah. to admit when there's something wrong with you, what were some other ways that you worked through some of like your insecurities that yeah. you were having? Yeah, great question. And I love that you're talking about this because this is way more important than anything, I think, um, especially in this day and age. 
I have a therapist that I go to every single week. She is the best investment I've ever made. Um, my mom has always been a proponent of therapy and was like, you, your brain is an investment. Um, so understanding like my thought patterns, like why I thought certain ways, why I was insecure, like where that came from. Like when you're a child, you think you can do anything. That's why kids jump off of you know, shelves and think they can fly. Like, exactly. And then somewhere along the way, Teresa, like we then become 28-year-old women who all of a sudden are like, oh no, I'm not smart enough for that. And where did that come from? Like what, where was that teaching along the way? And you can retrain your brain. And another thing that I talk about all the time with people is being grateful. So the antidote to my anxiety was showing gratitude. So instead of sitting there being like, I'm nervous about X, I'm nervous about Y, I'd be like, okay, those things exist. But what I'm grateful for is that like, I'm healthy. I can walk up the stairs. I can go for a run if I want. Um, I'm grateful for my dog. Like we were talking a lot about Cooper. Yes, Rachel has a dog named Cooper, <laughs> which we love so very oh. much. And I'm very afraid that my friend Laura might kidnap him one yeah. day. That's a longer <laughs> podcast for another day. But yes. um, just like thinking about the things I'm grateful for and being grateful for the jobs that I have had, the experience that I have had. Um, and so I actually, I really believe that I changed the patterns in my brain one year. So it was the year after I left Birchbox and I wrote down every morning three things I was grateful for. And some days they were the same thing. They were literally like my health, Cooper, like having a brain on my head. Like right. Just like very simple or like the weather is beautiful and not too hot, not too cold. And I swear starting off every day that year retrained my brain to think more positively, which ultimately I think gave me more confidence. Is that a skill that you learned from your therapist or something that you just said, like, you know what, I'm going to write these three things down every day. And it's something that you kind of said to yourself. Yeah, I don't remember where it came from. It could have come from this TED Talk. I'm go I don't even remember what it was. It was so long ago. I might have it in my phone. I can look after. But I think it was from something that I was – I learned about how you can retrain your brain and the patterns that right. you have because, like, your brain likes logic. So it likes, okay – you tripped on that staircase. Next time you see that staircase, you think you're going to trip. Exactly. It likes that kind of thing. And that's a pattern that it chooses. So when you wake up every morning anxious, scared, you think you're not smart enough, you think you're not worthy, your brain gets into that pattern and your coping mechanism there. And so I think I was just learning about how like, oh, if you can actually think differently, you can change your trajectory. Right. And that's like really the main reason why I'm able to have my own company today because I like just kept telling myself over and over that things were different than what my brain was telling me. That you could do it. Yeah. The only reason I asked um, was because I think it's like two podcasts ago now, um, we shouted out Jim Quick, who um, he's another podcaster, and he has this podcast called Quick Brain. Mm. They're literally 10 to 15 minute top podcasts. Oh my God. Like minus his intro, which is also pretty cool. And he talks all about the same thing, retraining your brain, positive like, thinking, making less. Like, he I'm said that. that. He's so good. And I love quick things. We'll get into that because that relates to low bar. But I love how you took the challenges that you had and you actually did something about it. You yeah. recognized that there was, okay, there's something not right, yeah. but I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to sit back and let it fix itself. Yeah. Well, it usually doesn't fix itself. Exactly. That's the problem. So it's, 
I love the saying, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> I don't know who said it, um, but <laughs> whoever did, I like it. And I say, I quote it a lot because I just think we're so responsible for our own path and our own lives and our own happiness. Um, and I wasn't that happy. I was satisfied to an extent, but I wasn't like fully fulfilled. And I knew that I wasn't like at my full capacity. And so like, I to kind of take it on but I even today like I'm going through change I'm going through like working on things I actually use now the five minute journal um, made Ooh. by intelligent change um, it's $25.95 I think it's a really <laughs> weird price point I don't know why I remember that but it asks you every morning three things you're grateful for three things that would make today great and what your positive affirmation for the day is and then at night you write down what three thing amazing things happened that day and what could have made today better and it literally takes less than five minutes. Right. Um, but it also, just like writing three things down, like it really starts the day off on a positive note and a very like powerful note. Um, and then you get to end the day with like a little reflection. I think what's also really nice about that is that you're physically writing something down on a pen Absolutely. and paper yeah. versus like we're so prone to using our phones yep. all the time I totally now. Agree like with we're you. looking at the screen, we're texting, and there's no like. I mean, even this, like I could have write my little notes on my computer. Yeah. But just feeling a pen and paper, it's yeah. so much better. There's also a ton of research on um, how your brain processes things that you write versus type. So there's like data to back up that. Point. Right. Um, yeah. So I think it's more really powerful. things to look into yes. on how to make your brain stronger, guys. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In terms of your challenges and over, would you say that you overcame your challenges? I think like it's a daily thing I have to work on. So like I think anyone that's like, ugh, life sucks. They're like, ugh, like I'm anxious all the time. Like, woe is me. I get it. Like it's not fun. Like actually for a year I was afraid of flying and it came up at like 29 years old maybe and I didn't fly for a year. I missed like two of my closest friends' weddings because of it. Um, and I used to fly all the time before, um, but I was having like debilitating anxiety and that sucked. I think for a little period of time, I sat there being like, oh, like I'm like so afraid this sucks. Then I was like, I have to do something about it. And so I will say that like I overcame that, like now flying went, it was like amazing. Like my brain kind of forgot about that fear. I don't know what happened exactly, but like I can get on a plane, no problem now. As far as like the confidence thing, every experience is different. So starting Globar, kind of transitioning into that, like has triggered a lot of those same insecurities that I had years ago. Like every day I'm challenged to like be fully present and there and make big decisions and like fundraise and go ask for people yeah. for money and time and help. And my insecurities have come up in different ways there. So like, do I feel really confident that I'm the right person to be doing this? Absolutely. But like on a day-to-day -day basis, like sometimes I'll be like, oh God, I'm nervous. Yeah. And like, and then I have my coping mechanisms where like I remind myself I can be nervous and I can also be the CEO of this company and like make it a reality for myself. Like you could work through it. You could get yeah. through it because you believe in yourself also. Yeah. And I think that that goes hand in hand with confidence. Like if you're confident, you're going to believe in yourself. Yeah. And you could do this, girl. <laughs> yeah, and, like, sometimes it's faking it. Like, sometimes I'm really nervous or feeling really, like, inadequate at times. And I still, like, walk into the meeting. And I also allow myself to not be perfect. I'm like, okay, I could walk into this really important meeting with a really important investor yeah. or whatever this 
person is that I'm meeting with and maybe not get, kill it. Like maybe it's not the best meeting of my life, but I still showed up. And like my mom always said when I was growing up, she was like, half the battle is showing up. Like even in school, like she was like, you will get a C by just going to class. Like, yeah. And like, obviously we strive for more than that, but, um, I think it's really relevant. Like just being present and giving your authentic self is Amazing. part of the battle. Yeah. So getting into Glow Bar right yeah. now. First of all, I just want to say I love the name. Thanks. And how did you get started with Glow Bar? Coming up with the name. Yeah. What is Glow Bar <laughs> about? Because I'm so excited to hear yeah. about it. Yeah. So you're kind of the first person that's asked us about Glow Bar. So you're very um, special to us. Thank you. Um, and we're really flattered. So Globar literally came out of like a personal need for another option in skincare. So quickly what Globar is before I get into how the name came to be, Globar is helping people face their skin and take care of their skincare concerns. We'll be a physical location in Manhattan um, and we're only offering a 30 minute skincare treatment. Time is it's quick. like quick things. That's what I was going to um, say. It's very quick. Yes. It's quick but effective results. Yes. Um, and it's a customized treatment. Um, for one price, tip included, it's super easy. It's kind of the Apple Genius Bar of skincare is how we talk about it. And um, the name Glow Bar came from literally sitting on my bed with one of my best friends and her sister on her phone, um, on like speakerphone, talking through what names could be for a skincare location that was like a modern day skincare salon yeah. or spa. And we love the word glow. I loved the connotation of the word bar with like a dry bar, which is basically like a really focused treatment. It's quick, it's in and out. And so then I just did some diligence on like, was it trademarked? Was there a website? Um, was it already taken? And I think kismet is real. Like, I think it just was like the right timing. Um, yeah. And so I had my lawyer trademark it for me. We own the trademark, which makes us feel really excited. That's awesome. It's like yeah. one less battle. Yes, like, exactly. This is my name. Like, yes. that's it. It's cool. Um, And then... We got, like, the websites, and it's kind of worked, and it's really resonated. Like, everyone wants their skin to be glowing, and I don't think that's going to die anytime soon. I think, like, it has – the name has become very popular. There are about 45 different products out there on the market with the word glow in them oh and skincare. God, yes. I don't think in 10 years we're not going to want our skin to glow, um, even right. if it's a mattified glow or whatever the trend is at the time. So we're really excited about it. It's such an exciting, like, thing – to start a new company, yeah. How do, how do you feel about it? Like knowing that you're gonna launch, yeah. You're gonna open this store. Like, what are the feelings? Yeah. Every what are feeling. the feelings? So there's terror, like sheer terror. So if anyone tells you that, like, they don't have doubts, like my nightmares consist of us opening and having no one come. That's sheer terror um, because ever, we've risked so much, my co-founder and I. It's just been a lot of time and investment and risk, and we also believe in it. Like, we don't want our baby to be ill-received. Um, right. So there's terror, but then there's also, like, excitement of the potential of, like, helping women take care of their skin, like, once and for all. Um, and helping people come in and have them say, like, oh, I feel like... I look old and I want to look better. And it's like, come in, we've got you covered. Like we're very solutions oriented. We're very, we're all about results. Um, and that really differentiates us from everyone else. We are a beautiful, luxurious experience. We kind of call it accessible luxury. Um, but we're really into like helping you feel better about yourself through your skin. 
And so like, that's where the excitement comes from. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for Teresa to come in and be like, hey, Rach, like, I feel like I have some like a breakout on my chin. Like we want to look better and have you work with one of our estheticians that day for a quick treatment right. that actually gets you results. And then you come back the next month and we keep just like tackling it. So it's like adding to your maintenance routine. So like you go and get a blowout maybe once a month or once a week. Even some right. people, I hear some people go three times a week. I really wish I was that human being. I just don't. Because they're so popular going I out know. every week. Exactly. And they're like always looking perfect. I do not look like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like you go get your nails done once a week. You get your hair done once a week. And now Eyebrows. you can get your. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. But there's also like, there's like every feeling. It's really starting a business you're signing up to feel like manic. Like some days you're on cloud nine because you have great meetings and great response and people are like, I love Glowbar, it's amazing, we're so yeah. excited. And then the next day you have a meeting and someone tears your business apart and they're like, but what about that? Are you sure, what about that? And it's like, if you don't have thick skin, it's not the right thing for you to do at that time. Yeah, it's like being able to take constructive criticism exactly, and like turning it around and running with it and actually using what he or right. she may say. Yeah. So going back to like your question, like challenges mm -hmm. at the very beginning, one of my biggest challenges when I was starting Glow Bar and talking about the concept to people was their feedback. And I took it so personally. Like I'd be like, but this is my baby. It's like handing over your newborn to a nanny and having the nanny be like, you have been dressing the child wrong, feeding the child wrong, nurturing the child wrong. And it's hard to like thank them for yeah. that, like be like, you're right, thank you. Yeah. Um, and so I actually talked to my therapist about it and she was like, Rachel, I need you to actually in your mind, think of that feedback as a gift. And like imagine them handing you a gift and you don't have to accept the gift right. and you don't have to do anything with the gift. You can actually re-gift the gift, <laughs> um, but you, you need to think of it in a more positive light than in this like negative, personal, attacking situation. And so it's gotten easier to digest. And also um, another friend of mine, Eric from Birch, Birchbox Days, who's a dear friend of mine now, he said to me once when I was going through this, I was like, E, the feedback is so challenging to hear. He was like, Rachel, feedback is just feedback. And I think one of his mentors, Poppy King, who started Lipstick Queen, had told him that or written it in a book of hers. And she said, feedback is just feedback, period. Like, you don't need to do anything more with it. Um, but sometimes you get a little token of a gift in that feedback and it ends yeah. up like making your business better. And that's happened actually more times than not. So those are, but those are an example of like a challenge along the way that I had to like kind of trudge through and right. figure out why I was getting so upset about figuring out what the solution could be and like turning it into a positive rather than a negative. I love that you actually said to, um, well, your therapist telling you and now you telling me yeah. to look at it as a gift and also your friend saying um, feedback is feedback. Yeah. Just because I think I can be very hard-headed sometimes where I'm yeah. just like, don't tell me what to do. I know better. Yeah. And um, the same thing, starting this podcast as well, you do get feedback and sometimes you have the very high and positive ones that make you feel really good like people telling you like I love what you're doing and then someone saying like hey if you do this it might enhance it it might make it better and I'm like right you're right but I wish that I thought of that yeah well that's all ego right yeah so that's where our ego comes in and that's actually like one of the things I'm working on right now at Globar because um a business has no place for ego 
I think I, I it would ruin a business. It'll um, destroy you. No. I think it will, and it also isn't effective. So anytime that I start to feel this, like, almost, like, childlike feeling of, like, but no, that wasn't my idea. Or like, I'm wrong, you're right, and I don't want you to be right. Or why? Right, or like, yeah. why? Or that's not fair. Um, I have to like check myself a little bit and be like, mm-hmm. is this ego or is this like rational, logical thinking? And like 99.999% of the time it's ego. And it's just like not effective. So I remind myself to like, if I want to be effective and get the most out of our day and our work day and get the most out for this business, you have to put your ego aside. Put your ego to the side. Yeah. Hashtag put your ego to the side. <laughs> Rachel, when can we be expecting Glow Bar yeah. to open? Oh my god, I wish it was tomorrow. FYI, it takes longer to start businesses right. than anyone thinks. So I will tell you, my friends have been waiting for Glow Bar to open for almost a year now. Um, and thank god they've stuck with me. But we will open our doors April 1st in um, Flatiron maybe before a little bit before and we're really excited it's gonna be here before we know it but it feels like forever so that's the expected day that doors will be open Mm -hmm. i will be front and center yes you will you'll be invited to the launch i'll be so excited Mm -hmm. rachel i want to thank you so so much for sharing glow bar with us sharing your challenges with us and everything in between anytime it was so nice having you on the podcast thank you so much follow glow bar on instagram yes we're gonna link your awesome your glow bar website Mm -hmm. that's gonna be also launching in 2019 Mm -hmm. is it also april or no well our website is actually up it's a landing page it's getglowbar.com um and you can give us your email so you can stay abreast to updates um and then yeah like March, April, the website will go live. You're definitely going to want to submit your emails, guys. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Tea Time with Tea, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here.